1: Today in 1940, the biggest scam the world has ever known took effect as the 40 hour work week went into effect under the US Fair Labor Standard Act of 1938.
2: Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what the fuck history my name is Zachary and since I am the god Pharaoh I cannot die but if I could I sure as shit wouldn't want to die in a stupid way hint hint cough cough stupid death story incoming
1: my name is Megan and uh, I do not have that grind set I have whatever the opposite is of the grind set because I get irrationally angry every time I have to show up to work (laughs)
3: And I'm Matt. Today I learned that kestrels used to be called windfuckers. I love fuck
2: that. Windfuckers <laughs> wind is, is better.
3: <laughs> which it is. is an absolutely amazing yeah. name for a bird. <laughs> I was like <laughs> literally scrolling through the internet and I saw like, I, I don't even know how this caught my attention. I can't remember if I was like on Instagram or imager or reddit or something but like I just went past something that said wind fucker and I thought it was like a wind waker joke um wind waker See, is my favorite legend of zelda game aside from breath of the wild and the new one that I can't remember the name of tears of the tears kingdom of the Kingdom. never the played kingdom? a zelda game and I know this. <laughs> So anyways... Yeah, I've never played a Zelda game either. Fucking, so I'm scrolling by, and I just see something that said wind fuckers. And I was like, what's that now? And then I looked back, and it's Excuse like, me? Kestrels used to be called fuckwinds," And I was like, so oh, dope.
2: I, Matt, you Who
3: did, did not know
2: this when you came with this today, I learned. But you have given me the greatest bit of of ammunition possible. Because... At this point every night as I as I climb into bed and I start to nod off a little bit, inevitably thinking
3: of Kestrels?
2: No, inevitably uh, Liz pokes me and goes Do you ever think about birds? Dude, it's every night.
3: You should, <laughs> first of all, because you watch a lot of Brennan
2: Lee Mulligan content. <laughs> Here's the thing, I do think about birds a lot. Do you ever Two, think about the Roman Empire? You, all the time. At least four times a week. Um, I digress. At least never. But now you're giving me more information to use whenever I'm asked, do you think about birds? Yes, yeah. I do. And now I think about them more. Thank you very much, Matt. Also, yes, fuck starlings and grackles. And, and you're now I
3: know. That
2: I have hard opinions used about birds. To be called wind fuckers. Yes, my hard opinions about what, birds. What are your
1: hard opinions about birds? Like, they're just living their lives. Hey man.
2: Not all of them. Okay. Hard opinions about birds, kestrels are now up there because the dope name, starlings and grackles can go fuck themselves.
1: Grackles <laughs>
3: are so right, fun. Honest, no, they're an invasive Megan, if species. You keep, if you keep siding with the birds, <laughs> we're going to have to have a talk. Yeah. I'm like Megan, literally a magpie. Megan, birds are not real. <laughs> they, okay. they work for the bourgeoisie. They work for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> <laughs> No, you've convinced all right, me. Fair enough. All right, <laughs> uh, we should probably kick this off. Um, yeah, those of you that are listening, I really
1: thought with, huh? I really thought with my today in history we were going to talk more about the forty-hour work week, but it it truly did turn into a. Uh, it, it became birds. a bird
2: story. Look, you mentioned birds, and it's all birds from. It, it's always ha- always has been.
3: You I'll know? be honest with you. If it's I was going to jump in down. and talk about the forty-hour work week, I would have done it while you were talking, because. As you were saying, 40-hour work week, my urge, the urge that was inside me was just to scream fuck as loudly as possible. So,
2: oh, yeah, that's fair. I have a very specific opinion about this. Yeah.
3: Tel-
1: we don't have to talk about the 40-hour we work do, week. Though. I was just curious. We do, our stories okay. like,
3: are all very short. You guys are getting a, a taste of what After Dark is. Subscribe to our Patreon. Zach will tell you about it later.
2: Um, here's my thing. I. He will. I understand the dislike for the forty-hour work week. If you say but, I swear to God, I do not. I know. Let me finish because it is a it's a bigger topic. I do mm. not understand. Let him cook. the hatred for the creation of the forty-hour work week. And I say that okay. because I mean before yeah. the forty-hour work week was institutionalized, you had no idea of overtime. You mm-hmm. had
3: okay. people
2: working their at like till they fucking passed oh, out yeah. on, a, no, on a floor. No, you're right. Okay. I feel with you. that said, with advances in technology and society, we should be able to say, all right, the 40 hour work week is no longer applicable. Yeah, we can scale it back. We can scale it back to a 32 hour work week. We can hire more people
3: and get the same amount of stuff done and yep. still be as profitable. And still pay people, but they'll use it as an excuse to not pay people. But that's the thing. This is well, that's in a thing. country
2: where we live and die by a document that was written by a bunch of rich white Cross dudes in 1776 man. that pawned a lot of problems off on generations' there future. So, yeah, there
3: was something that I read ages ago that was like, someone was like, oh, but the Founding Fathers would frown upon it. And it's like, why do I care about the Founding Fathers? I don't. They're but here's the here. other thing. They're not here. And the other thing is, is
2: like, they made the ability to make amendments in the Constitution because they knew it would need to fucking be changed with yeah, the times. They knew it would need amendments. The same thing is applicable to work weeks.
3: Like, Yeah,
2: yeah sure. great. When, when the 40 hour work week was applied, it was a boon because people were no longer working 80 hours a week yeah, and getting paid bone. a pittance. Now they were like, alright, if you're going to work over 40 hours, you've got to pay this person time and a half. And employers would rather hire another person to work than pay someone more money because for some reason it's CEO math like fucking girl math, girl it doesn't math. make any sense. CEO
1: math, uh, rich people right. math makes truly no sense. It really does it. That's like we... that's actually like a thing at my work where like the majority of our staff at the library is a part time worker. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's because they don't want to pay people benefits, like the uh-huh. town does not want to pay people benefits
2: it's fucking yeah
1: and so they're like okay well then we'll just be completely staffed by part-timers and then they get like upset when the part-timers are like okay then I can take vacation whenever I want mm-hmm. because like you don't know have like you literally don't own me like that's what you get like you can't say no like what are you gonna do it takes forever to find a new person yeah right
2: it's, it's gonna that's cost you more money to retrain yeah. someone else besides me so let me take that's my fucking basically vacation. How
3: I feel in my position right now yeah Cause like we don't have to get into it. We should probably start the podcast.
2: Either way, what I'm
3: saying is in
2: summation
3: forty hour. Forty hour
2: work week, week in is current good. times is garbage, but when it was created was actually a helpful thing.
3: Is good at its end. Yeah, advent. like the creation
1: of a of a limit, right? Yeah. Is good, but the continuation of like the unsustainable limit because I read this other thing too, is like the forty hour work week like assumes that someone is going to be at home. Doing the other labor. Yes.
2: And that's no longer the case.
1: And it's like, and that's no longer the case, because, like, with rising costs, you need two people Some, to run a household. Not only
3: two people, yeah. but, like, two people with two incomes sometimes. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you need dual You income. need both of those people's incomes. Well, I mean, like, yeah, you need dual income. No kids. But, now,
3: but <laughs> nowadays it's like two parents both working two jobs sometimes just to stay yeah. afloat. Oh, yeah. Which is well, ridiculous. That's a whole all other right. conversation. What we're going to do now is we're going to start the podcast. But guys, yes. if you did enjoy us just bantering about random topics, it is a lot of what we do in the after dark. And like I said, Zach will tell you all about subscribing to our Patreon later. And sometimes he even does release, like, freebies on the... Sometimes, when sometimes. I'm feeling generous. When he's feeling generous and when he doesn't generous. feel like, you know, submitting to capitalism. <laughs> I don't even know if that's my brain. Doesn't that's think. accurate. Um, all right, everyone, our strikes have been reset submitting to zero. To cap- We've played a completely imaginary game of rock, paper, scissors, and the order for tonight is me, followed by Megan, followed by Zach. All of our stories are very sho- short which gives us, you know, a ton of space for random goofs. Um, but I'm going to be telling a story tonight about a thing that happened in history, as we all are. So I'm not special. <laughs> oh, <that's> um, crazy. <laughs> so on October 30th, in the year of our Lord 1938, a gentleman by the name of Orson Welles, went on the radio to do a theatrical radio performance of the War of the Worlds, uh, which was written by H.G. Wells. And I did check they're not related. So don't oh, don't that I didn't know that. Really? That That's crazy. Their last names aren't even spelt the same. <laughs> oh, oh now, now that makes sense. <laughs> um, the radio broadcast went out through the entire United States um, and in general caused <clears throat> complete panic uh for most of the people who are listening as they believed they were hearing real accounts of a martian invasion being broadcast so for those of you that have never heard of this and why would you because your children potentially um i don't know what the age demographic of our audience is. uh i would hope that they're bitter millennials like us but there's a chance that they're not they might be younger they might be older um but anyways, so the the whole sort of point of this theatrical performance that was done by Orson Welles is that it started like a normal radio broadcast. What's interesting about the panic that happened throughout the United States is the fact that before the broadcast, it was said... That this was a theatrical production that was being done by Orson Welles. Orson Welles is introduced as like the announcer, so okay. it's it's very well repeated that this is a production, and then he goes on to read. You know, he starts it like it's the normal news. He's telling people about, you know, things that are happening in the world. He There's, like, a weather segment. There's a segment where, you know, they're playing music. And then the music gets interrupted. And Orson is talking about, you know, there's been some activity on Mars. Or, like, they're looking in a telescope and, like, something yeah. crazy is happening to Mars. And it continues to devolve... In that way where, you know, he eventually details an attack on New York, an attack on rural parts of the United States, so on and so forth. But what I think is it's the funniest thing about the panic for me is that there's a literal intermission (laughs) in his broadcast. So, like, for for the research for this, because per- my story is incredibly short. Like, it's literally another one of those stories where it's a sentence. But I was reading the transcript of, like, the whole thing. um, And there's, there is a part where it's just like, uh, your program will be back after a brief intermission. Which is so funny, because they just played music for a little bit. And then he came <laughs> back to, like... So, um... So, yeah. Basically, the whole thing is, like, he details an attack on the world, um... mentions that, like, everything's destroyed and dead. Um, but then at the end of the broadcast, he caps it off by saying, although we've destroyed CNN and, like, somewhere else, he's, like, uh... Tomorrow, they'll both be open for business. Like, he, he goes on to explain at the, at the very end of his thing that, like, it was all a joke. So, yeah, the fact that it <clears throat> caused panic at all doesn't really make sense to me. Um, that being said, the story I'm telling tonight is of a place called Concrete, Washington. Okay. Now, as thank you for the pause. Huh? Yeah, you were having well, a really you the hard pause, time like, when with you, that today, huh? I was like,
1: when you sent it to the chat because there was no comma or like space yeah. in between concrete and Washington. I thought you were saying one word, I mean, like this, like this, by the, the state of, typing, of Washington put... is
3: concrete. I did put a space between concrete and Washington.
1: Concrete, Washington. Yeah, the state of Washington is concrete. It Sure is. And I was like, "What are you talking about? So, yeah. Where is this place?" Yeah, I
3: fucked. I fucked with Megan hard today by, um, saying concrete Washington, and Fuck not yeah, capitalizing so the concrete <laughs> either. So it was, like... Yeah,
1: not capitalizing the concrete also had me goofed. Yeah,
3: I get it. I feel you. There was, there was a lot going on today. I was like, I didn't language is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Um. So I anyways, feel you, dog. uh, The reason that I'm talking about Concrete Washington is because... As people in concrete were listening to the broadcast of Orson Welles right after he had recounted how uh, the Martians were attacking New York and rural parts of the United States with bright flashes of, like, laser weaponry and poisonous gases and all this stuff, a Transformer blew. Okay. In concrete. Yeah. I don't know if any of you have ever seen a Transformer blow. but I have. But it's a bright flash of blue light. Okay. And then all of your power goes out. Jeez. Okay, so a little bit scary. And so for the thousand residents of Concrete, Washington... And I'm not saying that all of Mm -hmm. them were listening to this broadcast because it only went out on certain radios. It's not like they took over. They didn't have the technology to take over other radio waves. But for the people that were listening to this radio broadcast, the bright flash of blue light after they had just detailed how Martians were attacking with flashes of light and poisonous gas was enough to send (laughs) these people into... Off the fucking rails. Oh, yeah. Full-blown hysteria.
2: <laughs> I wonder um, why.
3: I wonder why, too. So it had been storming in Washington, in this part of Washington where um, where this town is. Uh, a substation got a little bit more rattled than... Normal, and one of the Transformers ended up sparking and blowing up. Uh, Classic. This was a time before cell phones and data. um, Yeah. So obviously the people who had just been listening to details about how the United States was falling to Martians had no way to check and see if their current whereabouts... (laughs) We're being attacked by Martians. <laughs> so this Can led you imagine to if Google was most reporting of that? the inhabitants of this town, like getting their guns and going out into the streets to try and yep. find Martians to kill. Murica. Um,
2: it's Look. said that yeah. This is America. If we can't fuck the aliens, we're going to fuck them we're up gonna instead. We're going
3: to fucking shoot them. Um, it said that one guy, like, ran out into the storm barefoot and, like, just sprinted for town. And he was two miles outside of town. Um. All right. Well, I mean, not really a marathon, though. No, it's not a marathon. Anymore. Yeah, but, like, I, man, if
2: you ask me to like sprint a- two miles right, right now, fuck no. In the rain? <laughs> I mean,
1: you know, you scare me enough, I do become Usain Bolt, so... <laughs> you know what,
2: fair enough.
3: Adrenaline's a hell of a drug. Usain Bolt would be so <clears throat> proud of you.
1: Yeah, I truly become the fastest man alive.
3: Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, there are accounts of people having, like, uh, having run into town. Uh, there's also a report that Um, one person, like, the pastor, I think, of Concrete, got in his car with his family and drove off, um, and, like, went and got gas and then drove 40 miles outside of town and didn't (laughs) pay for the gas. And when the gas attendant or when the gas station attendant came out to, like, ask, like, why he wasn't paying, he's like, it doesn't matter, the world's ending. Um, no, fuck it. There's no rules. There's no point. Uh, so yeah, they no were. Rules, they basically just, right. just like the whole town just went fell bananas to chaos. Lost their um. Lost their mind. What's What's interesting is that there were other townspeople that were trying to like calm the people who had been listening to this broadcast, like. So you've got the people that are like Just heard that aliens are destroying the United States And then the people that were watching Wheel of Fortune essentially <laughs> um, Wheel of Fortune wasn't on yet Guys like, so like chill out yeah. Actually now I want to know Was it When what, Yeah. did Wheel of Fortune Start 1975 so Wheel yeah It definitely Fortune? wasn't on TV um, But it no, was, it was, it was, it was the TV. equivalent of that Like people were You know People were listening to a different radio show that wasn't talking about how you were all going to die by Martians. So there, we had the, like, one type of people that were out there, you know, trying to calm the other type of people down. Um, and, like, nothing, nothing ends up happening as far as, like, nobody gets hurt, nobody gets shot. It does just cause, like, a panic until somebody can... Well,
1: that gas station attendant never trusted the pastor
3: again. Concrete ends up being the laughingstock of, uh, you know, the nation for a little bit. Because they got a little bit more spooked than everyone else did.
1: They're like, haha, we were scared, but not as scared as those hillbillies. Yes, basically, (laughs) um,
3: they, they posted... There's a news article that was in the Concrete Herald that said, Our city is taking a lot of kidding this week because of the radio scare Sunday evening. Nationwide newspaper stories, radio comments, and even a dramatized playlet on the air depicted Concrete's residents in panic when, they com- when the combined horror of a realistic radio play and the coincidence of power failure brought hysteria. If folks in other cities they're and towns like, also went wild, the local citizens who had to stand the sudden darkness too can't be blamed for exhibiting alarm. is like a really. They're like okay, way but to, to be downplay. fair,
1: I was really scared. Hmm? Hmm? They're like, why is everyone making fun of us? I was scared. <laughs> guys, I grabbed my teddy bear.
2: Sorry, guys, I was scared. Guys.
3: Um,
1: guys. I think it's really mean that you're making fun of me now over this.
3: <laughs> yeah, so it was. I don't like it. It was, you know. I'm never
1: being vulnerable again.
3: I'm never, I'm never being vulnerable again. But I thought that that was a fun and late story to bring to this. Yeah, it's always fun little... being like it's.
2: I think it's silly. I, like, there's a part of me that's like, man, that no one would ever fall for that nowadays. And then I sit there and think about how, every, like, all the fucking. Parents and grandparents do the thing where it's like repost Re-po- this on your Facebook wall to make sure that they don't t- do this thing or like like they fall for yeah. fucking Facebook re-post scams this? instead.
3: Like, I, but that's also from the same generation. Like, I don't yeah, think you'd be able to pull it over on a fucking. I don't think you'd be able to pull one over on like a Gen Alpha or a Gen Z kid where you're like. I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe hey, not. think aliens. Events. Aliens they're... are attacking from Mars. They'd be like, "Okay, boomer," and they'd go like back to their phone. <laughs> you know,
2: what? maybe they're just so like, jaded no, that they wouldn't no care. They probably wouldn't.
3: To like any
1: Gen Zs or Gen Alphas on here, but like, I get enough of them trying to send URLs to Google Docs to a printer that I'm just not sure what they know.
3: Uh, oh, kids do that still.
1: Kids think that. Like, everything is just a button. Yeah. And they don't really know how to troubleshoot. And this isn't me being like, oh, kids these days. It's more like I've watched them just not understand, like, that URLs are... You can't just send URLs everywhere. Yeah. Printers can't click on things.
2: Yeah. not how that works i
1: don't know how to i don't know how many more ways to explain that to them and they're supposed to be the generations that are like good at technology
3: (laughs) yeah secretly not
1: great they're not great at it they're like my ipad won't do it it's like okay
2: okay well
1: have you considered trying another method they're like, no.
2: I'd rather die. <laughs> I'd rather fucking die. It's like die. That, uh
3: it's like that one Simpsons meme where it's like, we've tried nothing and we're all out of options. <laughs>
1: That's literally them. They're like, this won't do it. And I'm like, okay, have you tried this? They're like, no, why would why I would do, do that? that? I mean then again boomers are the same way. <laughs>
3: History yeah. really does repeat well, itself. They're
1: just like, it no. Speaking, They're like, why would I do that? Speaking of history,
2: Megan, like, I want to hear okay. about this fucking siege.
1: Okay. Segues. Um, so I named my story. Uh, my story's name is called The Siege of Motowara Doja Castle House. Yes. I'm also just um, waiting
3: for one night when you yeah. say, I named my story Harold. <laughs> I will not be taking questions. Okay.
1: I named my story like you just
3: give it a human name with no context.
1: No context whatsoever. No, this one has has nothing to do with Barbie. I just thought it was funny. I just
3: hope you
2: both know that every time, most mornings when I wake up and get in my car by 5.15 and drive to work, I usually start my day by blasting, I'm just Ken. It makes me feel alive.
3: I'm just Ken.
2: (laughs) I'm just Ken. Anyway, continue, Megan, please.
1: Okay. So, um, we all love a good samurai story. We do. Right, good. Um, so I have a good this this one is both samurai. Nice. And uh not only do we have samurai, but we also have them being complete like assholes, but in like kind of a fun way. Ooh, they're uh, douchey so
3: but they're fun tonight, about it.
1: Yeah, like they're they're really coy and fun about it. <laughs> um Like, a little bratty and, you know, but, like, not in an overly sexy way. Uh, So, tonight, we are going to talk about one of the many sieges of Odawara Castle, located in Sagami Province, Japan. Um, This siege, in particular, was around the, like, I think it occurred around 1590, and it was the third at this point, it was the third siege that this castle had experienced, so not great. <laughs> but yeah. that's that's why we fortified it. So it was part of Toyotomi Hideyoshi's campaign to eliminate the Hojo clan, who they were a threat to his power. Toyotomi was one of like a, he was one of the unifiers of Japan. Um, so you may be asking. So you told me why was the Hojo clan? Why were they a threat? Or more importantly, why was there bad blood between you they guys? They dress better than and I do. And they dress better than I do. They were too, they were too fashionable. They had better swords. Uh, so when Hideyoshi asked the head of the Hojo clan to attend an imperial audience at his house, the head of the Hojo clan was like, "No, I don't want to go. Like, I'm just not feeling like going out tonight." <laughs> Um, which back in the day was sort of a weird way to flex like political muscles which like my argument is maybe the head of the Hojo clan was just an introvert and like he was just over social interactions for the week but Hideyoshi was like that's so rude and this was like the equivalent of someone you work with being like your time isn't worth much to me so like let's keep it on like my time alright
3: <laughs> and Oh man. When the <laughs> It's sad because I know those people did...
1: You know those people. It's just like, listen, I don't have time to do it when you have time, so you have to make time for what I'm I,
3: I have literally time. had so okay, just to sidetrack a little bit because tonight's a night of sidetracking. My boss has literally mm-hmm. done this to me. Most recently this week we were supposed to get together on like Monday and uh meet about something. And she goes, "Hey Matt, I have to push this." And I was like, "Okay." And she's like, "I feel like I'm constantly pushing meetings with you." And I was like, "Yeah, this is literally the sixth time you've done it."
1: Yeah, this is. I was like, "My is a time lot of meetings nothing." When it could but you are been... so
3: busy, you just fucking. Anyway, yeah. So yes, we all know those people.
1: This could have been an email, is what I assume the Hojo Clan was saying. <laughs> Uh, so, when the head of the Hojo clan tried to reschedule, Hideyoshi was like, you know what? Forget it. Stay the fuck away from my house. I don't want you here. Don't. I'm never inviting you anywhere ever again. This obviously didn't do much by way of improving their relationship. And to add injury to insult, um, Hideyoshi was just like, I'm going to launch what will now become known as the Odawara campaign against you.
3: Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> Zach says that because he felt I'm... like there was too much dead air. No, not even that. But Sorry. like, it's just like, <laughs> I guess,
2: like you gonna get butt hurt, launch a war, fuck yeah, I guess.
1: Well, like that's when that was acceptable, right? True. I would love
2: it
3: if we could just launch wars. I would love wars. it if I was.
1: Yeah, if I was slighted in this in in any capacity, if I could just be like, and now we're at, now war, we're at war. I will summon my people. And I summon this my blue-eyed dragon. now. In. I summon my... And I lay a, lay a trap card down. Uh, so, the quote that I found about this particular siege is so funny because the massive army that Hideyoshi surrounded the castle with has been called the most unconventional siege lines in samurai history. <laughs> Because they, like, essentially took down this highly fortified castle by partying too hard for about three months around it. Hell yeah. Like, yeah, like, if if you can think, if you can just, like, picture it, this is the kind of party that they had. They had concubines, they had prostitutes, musicians, acrobats, fire eaters, and jugglers all because they were using like traditional starvation tactics but like they decided to make it a rager yeah, that lasted it's a war of attrition, for like fun. 90 days yeah
3: it's a war of <laughs> yeah attrition it's like a war jack jack but hookers.
1: really fun exactly yeah i mean essentially they were like i mean if we're gonna stay if we're just gonna like be posted up outside this guy's castle for three months like no one's saying that we can't party while we're doing it you know
3: absolutely
1: so while he, while he was, like, throwing a party for the ages, Hideyoshi wasn't just, like, having a good time. Um, this was a this man was a businessman. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to leave some of my army here, and they're going to have a great time. And I'm going to go to his other outposts, uh, Hojo's other outposts, yeah. and I'm going to take down his strongholds one by one throughout the region. And he can't do shit about it, because he's stuck in Odawara castle, castle, watching my people rail... He's he's watching my people frail prostitutes outside his front door, and I'm I'm over here taking care of business. Take it, this it caused business. Um, this this also caused Hojo's allies to abandon him because they're like, where the fuck is Hojo? Oh, he's stuck in his castle. That's embarrassing. Anyway, he's clearly not the strong man I believed him to be. Uh, so they're like, bye. We don't want to be allies anymore. So obviously, after the never-ending party and the political humi- humiliation, Odawara Castle could just not take it, and he, and it was taken. And Hojo um, naturally was forced to commit suicide because he was so embarrassed. Naturally, it was the honorable thing after having lost to a frat ray. If that happened on your doorstep, <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, I hate that you described the most accurate description, but it is that is. Yeah, it's a frat house was outside your doors for ages, and you did nothing.
1: <laughs> well, he couldn't. They were like, Hojo, you n- big nerd. Stay in there, or or else. Anyway, I'm going to do this line of samurai coke.
3: <laughs> Have you ever seen a samurai do coke off his sword? You're about to.
1: <laughs> Have you? You're about to. You can't do anything about it if you come out here. I'll kill you. Uh, So... What is interesting, other than the, whole the party aspect, the whole thing is interesting. But what else is interesting is that Tokugawa Ieyasu, uh, who was a general of Hideyoshi's, uh, was the first was the future first shogun. Um, and because Tokugawa was like a big part of this siege, Hideyoshi uh, gave him Hojo's lands, which gave. Tokugawa like a massive stepping stone on the way to becoming the leader of a unified Japan. Like he got a massive foothold mm-hmm. to become a daimyo and like become a landlord. And it's because of the siege of Odawara. And um like I I just don't know. Do you think this went too far? Do you think like maybe you can embarrass your enemy too much
2: i mean, I mean there's nothing in San Tzu's the art of war that doesn't say you can't have fucking a party outside ball up on someone so hard they die of embarrassment like <laughs> There's nothing that's against true. that. Like, the other, I think I in think fact Sun Tzu would
3: actually be pretty pleased with that outcome. I think Sun
2: Tzu would give that a, a, you think you, a thumbs yeah. up. Like if he's like if you can humiliate someone a so bad up. that they just off themselves like yeah that's that's good tactics. That's well, not that's expending any military a real
3: life vicious mockery.
2: Yeah, exactly. I, it definitely
1: it definitely is, but here's here's the other here's the other caveat, okay? I get it like all's fair and love and war. <laughs> yeah. But what i don't appreciate is that Hideyoshi also sentenced hojo's tea master to death oh, and no. i think that's going too far
3: that is too far like
1: what that guy do
3: yeah tea master tea what master master that guy had do make a do great cup of tea he didn't deserve had that It had nothing fate. to do
1: with this he was just like
3: he didn't deserve that He was like, Hideyoshi, outcome. you want
1: a great cup of tea? He was like, no, you've, you've made tea for my enemy, and so I now must kill you. And he's like, oh, well, well, I've trained my whole life to just be a tea master, but I guess that's fine. See,
2: my thing is I, I don't know if this tactic was the honorable thing to do, which I have not studied Japanese culture as that much, but I don't feel like that's the samurai thing to do, it would be the dishonorable thing to do. Is it the baller move? Yeah, yeah. It is. It's it's the Mojo Dojo Kasa move, but it's I don't know if the it's Mojo the
1: Mojo Dojo one. Kasa, Kasa move.
3: It's like telling everyone that they're fired but like effective immediately at the end of a sword.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you think about it, maybe my title was really was really like it tied in well because Ken did force Barbie out of her house.
2: This is true. And that's yeah, what Hideyoshi true. did to Hojo. It's true. So When you're right, you're right. When you're right, you're right.
1: I, you know, When I'm right, I'm right.
2: You're fucking right.
1: What can I say? <laughs> Came up with that title two seconds before we started. I'm a fucking genius.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whoever else can go. I've already mic dropped so hard, we could end the
2: episode now. All right. <laughs> well, I want to tell my story, so too bad. <laughs> What the fuck is? T-
1: <laughs> oh, okay, fine. I mean, whatever. Uh, if you want, if you I guess.
2: Wanna. <laughs> um, I was gonna like my notes for my section do start with now with some sense of subtlety restored, but I don't think there's any subtlety in your story, Megan. So I'm just gonna fucking ignore that. Um,
1: yeah, I didn't. I I just feel like I I wasn't hiding
2: anything. Absolutely not. But uh, do y'all want to hear some weird shit about a little Viking boy? Yes. Because I want to tell you about it. If I ever say no to that question, shoot me. Because you're not you. It's an imposter,
3: I know. know, It's an imposter. We know that
1: you've been kidnapped.
3: That'll be be the moment where, like, a robot is trying to, like, pass itself off as me. I don't know why it would bother, but, like, a robot's trying to pass itself off as me. And it's like, Matt, do you want to hear a story about a little Viking boy? And the robot's like, no, why would I want to? And... You just shoot it immediately, and we're like absolutely.
1: Yeah, we're like sus,
3: super sus.
2: Um, super now sus. I, I say little Norwegian boy, but like I'm pretty sure this man was like you six said foot little three. Little Viking boy. Little Viking boy. That's what I meant. Sorry. Anyway, I said little Viking boy, but like I'm pretty sure he was like six foot three. Um,
3: <laughs> is he a little Dutch boy? <laughs> Not too? a
2: little Dutch boy. We um, can't. You shouldn't have said boy? that. That'll <laughs> activate Zach and I. No, 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 you have to say it three times, like fucking Beetlejuice, and then it's fucking,
3: good. There was one day oh, yeah. that we were doing an After Dark, and Megan uh, came in, and <laughs> Zach and I were in the middle of doing... Don't say it. I'm not going to say it, but we were doing <laughs> impressions, and Megan was like, this is hell. I've I've arrived in hell. Um, uh, so I'm here. I just, it needs to be known that Zach and I will activate if that if that set it, of words is spoken thrice. Three, t- Yeah. It's our activation phrase. Don't do like it. Like sleeper agents. Like sleeper agents.
2: Anyway, Anyway, uh, my story this evening. The imagery of
3: that is so fucking dumb. Like, you say it a third time, like, and Zach guys... and I just sprout later hosen. And, like <laughs> and just yeah, stand stock still I was straight. Like, wait. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Uh,
1: like, do you slow. Like, does it. Does the later hosen, like, immediately. Grow yeah, on like your bodies, or do you
2: slowly? No, like I mean, you, you, you oh, blink, and like all of a sudden sl- it's on there like it always has been, like it's always <laughs> been there. Oh,
1: I was, I wanted you guys to like slowly start putting it on. You just
2: see me unbutton my shirt, and like underneath is just the leather hosen, it's just been there,
3: yeah, 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 all it's the just... time.
2: Permanently tattooed on my body. body.
3: We should probably let yes. Zach tell yes. the story about his Norwegian friend. Um yeah, this is a
2: story about uh Sigurd Estiniansen. Ooh, I think I was...
3: his dad yep. was Estiniansen.
2: Estinian, yep.
3: E-Y-S-T-E-I-N-S-S-O-N. Or could be Estaniansen. Hmm. I absolutely love that you can tell what a person's father's name was because their yep. last name is their father's name. For, yeah, it's so good. Last
2: names make sense so much that way. Uh, yeah. Johnson, I'm a little bit biased.
1: Do you ever...
3: Your father's name is John? Do you ever, like, no, <laughs> But listen
1: to some names? Like, some names are just doing too much, though. Some yeah. are. Yeah, some are. That name might be doing too much. It is doing too
2: much, which is why I'm going to refer to him only by his moniker, which is Sigurd the Mighty. Ah, fair enough. Nice. Uh, Yeah, it's it's too much, and holy fuck, Norwegian names don't fit in my mouth right, so I'm, you know, just going to go with the easy version. (laughs) So this story actually kind of kicks off with not quite Sigurd, but rather the Battle of Hafisfjord,
3: Okay, <laughs>
2: I'm just trying to double check and make okay. sure I say that right.
3: Where's the um, other half? Is feared. Yeah. Well, H A
2: F R S F J O R D. Half Steve, is feared. Get
3: after him. Steve, Steve after please, him. Steve, I'm drowning. Help me. <laughs> half is feared. Steve, um, but half I think, is feared. Like as long as you just give it the beans. Look, guys. It's, I'm giving it the beans we don't, for sure. We don't fucking know how to say words, and we especially bring a a, a hatred to French. But like, you gotta give us some credit yeah. for just giving it the beans when we don't giving know what beans. we're saying. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna roll with give an it air it of it confidence. Beans. Just fucking do it. Don't even start spelling things. Just say words, and just we'll agree go. with you. So the battle of
1: I can't I can't disagree I have no idea myself. You're
2: right. You're right. And when you're right, you're right. So the battle of right, Hafersfjord right. is this huge naval battle that happens somewhere between 872 and 900. Because sadly, Viking and Norwegian history can be a little hard to pin down because the only th- it just. It just is. It's usually like a roundabout dates. It's approximates. Uh, and it's the only thing that fucking infuriates me about Viking history. Dudes love to kill, but also love to write all their histories in pretty little poetical verses that didn't give specific dates. So girly pop of them.
1: So girly pop. What, how girl dinner of them?
2: Girl, girl dinner. dinner. <laughs> anyway, now that, we, now that we've had a collective stim, I'm gonna continue. Um... um <laughs> Basically, the big thing that you need to know about the Battle of Hafisfjord is that it allowed the victorious chief, Harold Fairhair, to unite all the petty kingdoms under one monarch. That monarch being himself, of course. Yeah, duh. Duh. Um, And so after the battle and the unification, a lot of Vikings were exiled because they either were on the losing side of the battle or they pissed off someone who was on the winning side and they got exiled anyway, you know. Early world politics, same as new world politics. Exiles yeah. just happen,
3: <laughs> unless you get pardoned Classic. by a cheeto. Unless you get pardoned by yes. Uh anyway, the
2: exiled Vikings. Cheetos are also girl dinner. <laughs> Fuck. Say that again.
1: Cheetos are also girl yes. dinner. Yeah, so. yeah.
2: But flaming hot specifically eaten
3: with chopsticks, were flaming not barbarians. Cheetos. That's still such a good bit. That's Anyways, true. please continue. I'm so sorry. Where was I? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, i oh,
2: was sorry. Uh, the Vikings that are exiled do what they do best. They, Luther, uh, they go raiding. Yeah, they, ra- they, they pillage. That's what they do. Uh, and they were like, fuck it. What are you going to do, exile us again? So they just started raiding their former homeland. Because, like, fuck it, why not? Um,
1: honestly, I wish. Yeah,
2: like people do me wrong. Uh, raid. I, I'm already not allowed in the country. I might as well not be allowed in the country twice. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like, what are you going to do?
2: <laughs> right. Uh, what are so you so new...
3: do, Fire me.
2: So the new king, Harold Fairhair, um, Is starting. He can't be having civic unrest at the beginning of his rule. That's just not a good way to start a fucking kingdom. That's definitely Um, not the best way to go about things. But Harold is also a Viking, so there's only one way to fix civic unrest, and that's with high quality murder. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And not that low quality. Not that low quality
2: shit. No low quality murder. High quality, top tier murder here. We got our murder in
3: 4K. 8K murder. <laughs> 8K murder. H ten eight. Dolby Digital Murder. <laughs> IMAX murder.
2: <laughs> Surround uh, sound. Surround sound murder. Um, so Harold and his friend, Rongvald Einsteinson. Yep. Wow. Uh go and they're like, all right, we're gonna go subdue these pirate Vikings with an iron fist because that's just that's how we're going to handle this situation. Just That's
3: just the way it is.
2: <laughs> Unprecedented, unmitigated violence. That's what yes. we're going to do. Um, and so, sadly, in Conquest, uh, Rongvald's son is killed.
3: Nice and as we,
2: yeah. Yeah, boo, boo, boo. And as compensation, Harold's like, hey, I have these islands uh, that are off the coast of Scotland called Shetland and Orkney." Do you want them? You can be the Jarl.
1: Hey, does that make up for your dead son? I know
2: your kid died in battle, but do you want some land and also a title that gives you a lot of responsibility? Your kid died in battle. Have
3: an island about it. (laughs) Have two islands about it.
1: You know... Fun fact about the Orkney Islands. Yeah. Um, They do have a library that has a very active Twitter account. And in front of the library, they have big stone balls for no reason. And they keep doing the weather update about their balls. (laughs) And they're like, our balls are wet today because it's always raining.
2: That sounds about right. Um so, in an, un, an absolutely unprecedented move for anyone in the Viking culture, Rongvald is like, my dude, my kid just died. I do not have the mental capacity to take on running two fucking islands. Uh, can I just give it to my brother Sigurd instead? And Harold says, fuck He's it, like why I'm not? Having
1: a r- I'm in a depressive episode. I, like, can't. What? <laughs> He's like, I'm really sad, yeah. and I know that's
2: unusual to hear. I know we just did a lot of murder, but the murder didn't quench the empty hole in my heart where my son used to be. Can I just take a time <laughs> out, guy? Yeah. That whole sentence.
3: <laughs> that whole sentence hurt me. Oh,
1: so he's like, I'm really sad. I'm really. I'm so I'm sad really that sad. murder
2: can't fix me.
1: And, like, all the other guys looked at each other, and they're like, oh, God, I think he's Damn, serious. Damn, I think it's bad. It's pretty bad. This is bad. real
2: depression. This is real bad.
1: Yeah, this is... Fuck. Uh, and they, like, pat him on the shoulder, and they're like, there, there? There?
2: there. Um, but, yeah, so... so it, Rongvald's like, can I just give it to my brother Sigurd? He'll be fine with it. And Harold's like, why not? Uh, Sigurd is a bloodthirsty yeah. fucking maniac, but he's my bloodthirsty maniac been in my employ for the last few years, so I guess I can trust him.
1: They're honestly like, just please stop crying in the great room. Yeah, and <laughs> just, we'll just, like...
2: just stop blubbering. Just We'll give it whoever you want. Just fucking leave. Um just please. And so Sigurd becomes Jarl of uh, Shetland and the other one that I said. <laughs> it's okay. Jeez. We all
3: forgot to. Orky. Audience, audience, audience say it with us. Orky. I'm just. Uh, yeah.
2: Orky. Or- <laughs> Orkney. 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 Yeah. So the Orkney Islands and Shetland Islands. Uh, Sigurd becomes Jarl of both of those. Guys, and Shetland... Is where the ponies come from. Come from. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sigurd, as I did mention, was quite bloodthirsty and also ambitious. So having two islands was not enough for him. He wanted uh, so them all. He wanted them all. So he goes to his own Mojo Dojo longhouse <laughs> and rounds up Mojo some guys who are just guys. being dues. <laughs> Side note, have you seen all of the outtakes of every fucking version that he does? I
3: have not, but it will be the first thing that I look up.
2: He just improvises for like 30 fucking lines. It's so so good. That's so great. I love everything about that for him. (laughs) Sublime! Anyway, yes, so he rounds up some guys being dudes and proceeds to go fucking buck wild on Scotland, because why not?
3: <laughs> why um, not?
1: Yeah, Scotland Scotland needed something Scotland to Scotland needed of something spice to do, up. and so
2: Sigurd brought death and destruction. <laughs> and so Sigurd eventually makes his way to the mainland, uh, mainland um, conquering Cathness and Sutherland, and all the way down to Mori. Basically, he like, in a less crunchy geographical term, he brought half of Scotland to heel just for funsies. Yeah.
3: As you so <laughs> often do.
2: As you so often do. And that's why he becomes Sigurd the Mighty, is because everyone was like, yeah, this dude doesn't fuck around. He fucks, but he doesn't fuck around. All of this that I have given yeah. as pretext is just to lead up to the about four sentences that this story actually is. Yes. I love it when this happens. So, I could as I say run through this these guy this guy's stats all damn day. All damn day son, but the part that is good about Sigurd the Mighty is the death of Sigurd the Mighty. We love that. So Sigurd gets super uppity with a native Scottish ruler. Basically Sigurd's on a rampage and the native Scottish ruler's like, my guy, can you just fucking chill? And he's like, absolutely not. Now Sir, I hate can you. you fucking now we have a rivalry. <laughs> now you have to die. Um, and so the name of this Scottish ruler was Mel Brigit the Bucktoothed. I love that. Uh, because okay. he had fucked up teeth. Man, well, old yeah. names were
3: creative. Man,
1: they don't... They don't have to draw attention to it like that. The
3: return of Jimmy (laughs) Two-Shoes.
2: Yeah, right?
3: (laughs) We call him Jimmy Two-Shoes because he's got two shoes. -shoes. Two-Shoes. And this... We call him Jimmy
1: Fucked Up Teeth because, well, you know, have you seen his shoes?
3: We call this guy Buck Teeth because, well, have you seen his teeth? He's got Buck Teeth. So the skirmish was meant
2: to be a small one. Um, Uh Sigurd was like, hey... You bring 40 of your best guys, I'll bring 40 of my best guys, last one standing wins. When
3: you're a jet, you're a jet. It- what? It's fucking West Side Story. Oh, okay. Sorry. Just picture, just picture greasers snapping. Yeah, I know, and now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought but, like, you'd get that, like, right off the bat. I was counting yeah, sorry. on your drama instincts to just kick in.
2: Yeah, they're a little bit subdued at the moment. Um, I feel you. But so, it it really was just more than anything a boastful dick measuring contest than, like, an actual full-scale battle. So, Mm -hmm. again, 40 men per side, meet at noon, no shenanigans. Sigurd, who laid down these rules, ensues shenanigans immediately and brings 80 men because, fuck it, he's Sigurd the Mighty, he does what he wants. Yeah. (laughs) So... He handily wins this skirmish because it's two to one odds, and yeah. they're all Viking dude bros. Of course, they're going to fucking wipe the dirt. Like, they're just going to kill everything. And so, the Bucktoothed Boy was promptly defeated, and naturally, by defeated, I mean Sigurd took his dead body and then lopped off the man's head to keep as a trophy because that's what he does. Classic. And so Sigurd straps the head to his horse and starts to ride away, flipping the bird to the Scots the whole entire fucking way home. Uh, except... Except... He never makes it home. Oh, he got in a car crash. Kinda, sort (laughs) of. Oh, shit. So he's riding on his horse, and this head is free-swinging because it's not tied down that well. And, uh... You remember how I said the guy had big old buck teeth?
3: Oh my god, he gets the buck teeth buried in his skull? No. Oh. The buck teeth do swing around and jab
2: him in the leg and stab him in the leg.
3: Oh, and they cut like an artery? Okay.
2: Nope. Oh, come on, man.
3: Oh, was it infection? (laughs) I
2: know you are. But so they like swing in. Does he die of infection? They stab into his leg and. Like, that should be fine. It's just a small puncture wound from teeth. Uh, no, this is fucking 900. No, the mouths teeth. are nasty as fuck. This man's got gross mouth buck teeth. The wound becomes infected. Yeah. infected Siggers develops yes. sepsis and fucking dies. <laughs> Damn, dude.
3: It
1: was infection. I was right.
2: So, this this big, beefy hunk of a man who is named The Mighty who controlled half of Scotland at one point, killed numerous killed by men, tooth. gets taken out by a stray fucking tooth.
1: <laughs> okay, but, like, here's the thing. Infection's gross. No,
2: infection's so. real gross, but, like, it. I think it's so funny that it's, like, a man who is clearly, like, I'm ready to die in battle when someone is worthy to take me. Fucking tooth! <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: well you know what He did wage a barrel against microbiology
2: But yeah. like I also Laugh real hard cause like I don't know what it is with Vikings and horrible like Teeth nicknames like, oh Well also horrible oh, nicknames But, yeah, but like Harold Bluetooth Harold Bluetooth Hadrada. like
3: Man what's up with Viking and fucked name, up teeth He didn't say any of the other ones guys I think there's a conspiracy going on here <laughs> I got better as soon as I got Confident <laughs> so, <laughs> I had to nut up or shut up on those fucking names, all right. Uh, and did, if I'm wrong, really don't did. fuck it at me. Hey guys, at him because he won't care. His confidence is that high. <laughs> yeah, half Rusfjord. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Where is the other half of though? But yeah,
2: that's my story <laughs> about it? Sigurd the Mighty, fallen by a buck like, beheaded by a buck
3: toothed, a buck toothed head. Ah. <sighs> Alright guys, Fucking wild. this is the part of the podcast where Zach tells you about the Patreon that I mentioned at the beginning Yeah, yeah. we'll start so with that one goes.
2: So yeah, we have a Patreon, it's pretty cool uh, We have $3, $5, and $10 levels, $3 level you just gets you, hey, we appreciate you sending us some monetary support $5 level which, you know, is the good well, it's not the good one, they're all good but like, guys, the one that most good. people go with um, the five dollar level gets you uh, our what the fuck after dark, which is our before sometimes after, very rarely, but our very before rarely show
3: after, but before dark doesn't it's really all, it's have the it doesn't the
2: same rank, yeah. So after dark, where we like kind of just. It, we splice together everything that we talk about and hang out with before the show begins. Again, Matt kind of mentioned that you kind of got a preview of that when uh, we were just kind of shooting the shit earlier in the episode. And Matt is right. Sometimes I you know, give a little bit of a freebie every now and then. Um, and then we have our $10 level where you get the After Dark as well as unedited episodes uh, where we, I, you get the After Dark already in there. Anything that might have gotten cut during the episode so like there's been a couple times where a dog's walked in the room and we've all been like "Ooh, dog and that gets cut from the episode but the unedited episodes you get to hear that um and yeah that's like the big thing and then you also get those episodes on thursdays rather than fridays so you get it a day before um And, yeah, if you can't support us with a little bit of money, we completely understand that. Uh, You can also follow us on all of our socials. Find us on Facebook at The Triumvirate Productions or find us on Instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions. And if you also feel like being super snazzy, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast or uh, Spotify. And sometimes if you, if you go on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a written review. And if we have new ones, we like to, you know, like, shout out the people who wrote them. Um, but, yeah, that's really it. So, in summation, follow us on our socials. Uh, give us a rating and review. It helps bump us up the charts without having to pay any money. Uh, and if you can pay any money, follow our Patreon. We'd really
3: appreciate it. Yeah. We would. Um, and now that Zach's done talking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the thing that lets us all go to bed. And that thing, since the beginning of this podcast, these many years ago, is... What the fuck, History.